Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Quote Aaron Rodgers, that's the Rams general manager, Les Snead. That was January 26th. The calendar has flipped to February. And we've got a flip of number one overall draft picks as well. I'm sure you heard about it. Golf for Stafford. It's what everyone's talking about. Who comes next? That's what we're asking on the call-in line today, 888-SAY-ESPN. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline. You know, the interesting thing, Key, is that for the $134 million that Goff signed for, it's funny, none of that money is actually kicked in just yet. He did really? sign, yes, because he got the five years drafted mm-hmm. in 2016, okay. then the extension, because remember, it wasn't a $134 million contract, it's a $134 million extension. So the money is yet to actually kick in on that. So now all of that money, to whatever degree is guaranteed, has been moved on to the Lions. But if you sign a $134 million extension, it's hard to say what Goff did right after the trade when he told the NFL Network's Mike Silver that I want to go to a place I'm appreciated. They gave him that contract after taking them to the Super Bowl. Um, is it fair to say that they did appreciate him to the tune of $134 million? It's fair to say, right? But we think money makes you happy, and it cures everything when somebody gives you money. It's, you never know how he felt and was treated. I being in L.A., being in L.A. and in there, it was always a golf issue, no matter what the situation is. Because from the beginning, when they drafted him, it was kind of like, you know. And then he went out there and had those seven games as a rookie. So in the back of people's minds, that was still there. Those seven games were still there. It was bad Jared Goff. And then Sean McVay comes in. Sean McVay, the wizard, he's getting all the praise. They move, they go playoffs in the Super Bowl. It's like, okay, this is a different quarterback. And then after the Super Bowl, golf started to kind of settle down. And then the next year settled down. Then you look at him this year, didn't have a great year, didn't have a god-awful bad year, but didn't have a great year with a great defense. And all he had to do was not screw it up. And I think at times – in pivotal games that must win type situations like the San Francisco game. Jared Goff throws a pick six to a defense alignment. You know, just little bitty things like that made you go, hmm. But then on the flip side of things, here's a guy that comes off of surgery on the thumb and is inserted into the lineup after he doesn't start and gets out of Seattle with a W. So it's kind of like, well, damned if you do, damned if you don't, if I'm Jared Goff. And, and so I think that is the feeling where he felt like, okay, you're dealing with coaches and front office people that's shady and, and talk to you one way, and then they go behind your back and do something different. That's probably the way that he's feeling. And, and, and to Sean and to Les Snead, you got to do what you got to do to help your team get to where the ultimate goal is to deliver the Los Angeles fan base and stand crunky in that new stadium a banner. That's what you got to do. If you feel Matthew Stafford's the guy, then you better be right. You just better be right. That's all. It's not that I, difficult. I mean, how could how could Jared Goff feel more appreciated by not being by not being traded? I don't know. You have to ask him that though, Jay. I'm just I I, I'm just looking at how you deal with people, how they dealt with him. They told him they love him. They gave him a big hug. But, they gave him a big contract. Kissed him on the cheek, and two years later. He's now looking for a house in Detroit. But but this is this is the way life goes. This this is business, right? This yeah. is this is sports business. Absolutely. So like you know, everybody's gonna feel like they're not 
being appreciated or treated the right way if the business doesn't work out in your favor at the end of the day Sean McVay has to feel comfortable and it look when you're hearing reports key you're from LA I have a lot of friends in LA I, I think there's more to this than just hey wasn't performing on the field we can leave that at that but I also get to the point I mean you've heard players say there's quotes out there about this feels like their relationship between Sean McVay and Jared Goff needed a marriage counselor like that's never when you and your head coach aren't on the same page it doesn't matter who you are. That That's going to lead to having issues on anybody's team or you having issues with your CEO of your company, whatever, if you have that relationship or your boss. That's always going to lead to a, a difficult issue or challenge. Well, my boss better not make me mad. <laughs> but I think, I, think, I think when you look at it, though, on the surface, Zubin, it's one of those deals where if I'm Jared Goff, I'm going to do everything within my power to turn the Detroit Lions around to prove the Los Angeles Rams wrong. And I, I, I know Sean McVay personally, and I just hope that Sean doesn't get caught up in this. I'm never satisfied with a quarterback battle. I'm never satisfied with it. Because if you don't win the Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford, are you going to go and try and find another quarterback? Because you got to the Super Bowl with this guy in Jared Goff. And I understand Jared Goff had certain limitations and he did certain things that cost you certain games that probably could have had home field advantage throughout and, you know, one or two games that he lost the Miami Dolphin game. You win that game, maybe you're in this different seating in the playoffs. I get all of that. I understand it 155, 16,000%. I really do. But be careful what you wish for sometimes. You mortgage off a lot to get Matthew Stafford. If Matthew Stafford doesn't deliver you a world championship, was it worth it? Was it worth it? That's what you have to ask yourself. You do, because you're thinking about whether Goff let down the Rams, but maybe the better question is, did he let down McVay? And that's probably a higher bar to climb. We're asking this morning on the call-in line, which quarterback domino will fall next? So we saw Stafford and Goff fall two top picks traded for each other so who's next adam Schefter said it could be an unprecedented offseason of qb movement he even put it at 18 quarterbacks if that's the case it's two down 16 to go the phone lines are full let's see dan in new york you're on espn radio you've got an interesting one here hey guys how's it going what's What's up? up dan uh so i got a different one uh Kirk Cousins, next year's first round, and Kyle Rudolph for Deshaun. Kirk Cousins, next year's, next year's one. First round. And Kyle. Kyle Rudolph for Deshaun to the Vikes? Yep. To Minnesota? Yep. Say, Kyle man. Rudolph already said he doesn't want to take a pay cut. Say, say man. Did Mm-mm. you just try to give me Kirk Cousins, Mm-mm. who's actually going to join the show, Kyle Rudolph in a one? For Deshaun Watson at 25 years old? No. Yep. Click. I just hung up on you. Just hung up on you. Why would I? Why, why, he tried to bamboozle me, Jay. <laughs> hey, it's up to you to say no. He's just offering a trade. No, I get it, but he just tried <laughs> to bamboozle <laughs> no, me. I, no, I, I Come mean, on, I'm, man, stop. I'm writing it down. I'm like, ah, this doesn't add up the Kirk, way I Kirk, would want it Kirk to Cousins, add up Watson. Kirk Cousins and your next 10 first-round picks. Now, why would I want Kyle Rudolph? Kyle Rudolph's a good player, but you can't – you try to throw Kyle Rudolph in the deal. 
No, that was a bad deal. Let's go with the next caller. Come on, man. Let's go, Zubin. Let's get going. Josh is in Wichita. He wants to get the last word in on the big deal over the weekend. All right. So, it's a first-time caller I've listened to guys forever. Just real quick, J-Well, I mentioned college game day in 2015. Uh, When you guys came to Tucson, I live in Wichita. Back-to-back weeks. Love that, man. Love that, brother. All right. And I, I... I, I'm a big autograph holder. Here's my take about Deshaun Watson real quick, and then Joe I was on Kellerman. He completely agreed with me that he's going to go to the Colts, and they flipped it one year, and he's like, yeah, I don't see that happening. Think about that. They got Jacoby as their last quarterback. Deshaun Watson win the Super Bowl faster with, uh, with the Indy? I think so. Yeah, just, right. if, Deshaun, if Deshaun went to India, it would certainly be a home run. I don't, I don't see where Houston's going to trade Deshaun into India. Unless Indy just says, we'll give you six number one picks for the next six years. You can have them all and pick one of the guys on the team. It has to be uh, just something that just completely shatters the NFL and take everything by storm for that to happen. Let's go to Josh in Iowa. He says I'm de-icing wrong. What's up, Josh? Hey, man, what's going on? What's happening? You going to teach me how to de-ice? Please do, Josh. I, you know what? You're doing it all wrong. Okay, tell me. I, okay, I will. By the way, you sound like my brother-in-law. You look like a great, a great friend of mine named Travis Fleisch. Got to throw that out. Anyway, love Zubin. Jay Will is my second favorite player coming out of college. You okay. cannot de-ice for crap. Well, what, I, what? tell me what I need to do. You want to know? Yes. You're a SoCo guy. You're a SoCo guy. You don't know how to de-ice. But you anyway, got to tell me. Help me. I will. I'm in Midwest Iowa. I will tell you and I'll teach you. Okay, here's what you do. You know the scraper that you have? Yes. Okay, there's a brush on the other side. That's what I'm using to move the ice or move the snow. Move. Okay, move the snow before you de-ice. Don't de-ice and then do it. Move everything that you can. If you can't get anything off with the scraper, okay, then you de-ice. De-ice is the last option. That's what I did. I moved all the snow off. Then I sprayed And then the did you de-ice? I, I might have missed that. Yeah, then I sprayed the windshields, whatever little ice was frozen on the windshield, and okay, it melted away. I'm wrong. Hey, bud. Just move the snow along, wrong, Keyshawn. Move, wrong, slightly move the snow along, Keyshawn. Yeah, all right. No, you move... No, you move, you get rid of all the snow, yes. and then you hit the ice. That's what I did. Wait, Josh. Hit the key was... logs. Okay, I got another question. Okay? Wait, Josh, wait, Josh, I have a question for you. Who was who was your first yes, best player to come out of college basketball? Jay Well, you want to know this? Yes. That's what I'm asking Armstrong. you, Josh. BJ, okay. Well, BJ okay. Armstrong from Iowa. I respect that. I respect that. I respect that. Do you, Go ahead, yeah, have you met him? I that that's BJ's like a big brother to me. Love BJ. Can't say anything wrong. No about way. That. <laughs> no way. He, he's not his brother. He's like a brother to him. Not his brother. Oh, oh, okay. Just okay, like a brother to him. Did you play against <laughs> him? <laughs> Jay, my man, did you play against him? No, I didn't play. I didn't play against BJ. But obviously, you know, he represents Derrick Rose. He's an agent. I, uh, he was around the oh, Bulls yeah, organization yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was there. So, guys, I met him when I was 16 years old. Here's a quick story. All right, make it quick because we got a quick story. Make it quick because we got to run. Quick, quick. it's not quick. We got to go to break. We'll talk to my (laughs) hey, talk to my producer real quick. But anyway, this quick story. Uh, um, I met him when I was sixteen year old, 
16 years old. And you know what people look like when you're 16 years old? He still looks like a baby. I walked up and said, Mr. Armstrong, can I have your autograph? He goes, yes, sir, you can. I'm going, holy crap. <laughs> He's a man. All right, go Hawkeyes on three. Let's go. Respect Josh. Great story, man. And All look. right. One, two, three. <laughs> Break. <laughs> Go to break. What time oh, is it? It's eight break. in the morning. So it's probably what is it? Seven in Iowa right yeah, now. Yeah, seven. Yeah, he's he he's uh, coming in from a late shift. I like Josh. Josh is coming in from a late <laughs> shift. Do we have time? You call for back one more? anytime you want, Josh. Anytime you want. Do we have time for one more caller, Zubin? We can go for it. All right, grab it. Let's go. Mike in Texas. What's up? How's it going, fellas. What's uh, up? I don't know about this di stuff down here in Texas. You got to get some swag gloves, not Amazon, man. You got to look for some nice, some nice gloves if you're going to get those, man. All right. I've been trying to tell him, Mike, just put the price point up higher. He can get good That's gloves right. on Amazon. Well, Jay right. Will said go to Amazon. I'm going to get some gloves. This was my first time experiencing de-icing, and I've never had to do it before. Even when I played here in New York, it wasn't like that. I just I had somebody, somebody driving me. Somebody de-iced look, for I had someone That's driving me. I just like the positioning of it, though. It just sits right there on the car, Key. It's like a promotional act. You guys, uh, how much longer can the Steelers wait on the QB situation? Is it something they can go to the draft for or go get someone today uh, that can play for them in that division with the strong QBs? Uh, it depends on what they want to do. Uh, you know, Zubin and I talked about it in Jake a lot. What do you want to do? You signed Dwayne Haskins in free agency. You you want to take a look-see there, see what that is, because he certainly has some talent. Um, you still have the other guys that's there. And then what, what are you going to do with Big Ben? And if there's an opportunity to go get a Deshaun Watson, then you go and get a Deshaun Watson. You you go and you make that move to get him, because the defense certainly are going to get guys back that was missed due to injury. And then they sure up their offensive running game, and you got a quarterback like a Deshaun, for instance. Then you make a move and you try to go get him. Indeed. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer, changing the way you buy home insurance. Now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com as we go from A to Z. Hey, get it. Wizards. Let's go. Wizards all over the Nets last night. Crazy finish, 149-146. Here's how it sounded. Bradley Beal through the center circle. Beal at the point between the circles for three. It's there. Oh, it's there. There's hope. It fell. Oh, look at this. It's stolen by Matthews. Left wing to Westbrook for three. It's there. Oh, my goodness. With 4.3 seconds left, the Wizards lead 147-146. Do you believe this? I saw it. I don't believe it. Crazy huh. on Federal News Radio. A couple threes in the final seconds. Jay, what do you make of this crazy game? Well, it's just not this game. It's the last couple of games. Since the James Harden trade, 122.6 is their offensive rating key. Uh-huh. It's the best in the league. It would be the best in league history. 119.9 is their defensive rating. It's the worst in the league. It would be worst in league history. It just goes to show you the drastic differences of where this team is offensively compared to where they are defensively. A major problem moving forward. And, and hopefully they get it turned around. We've seen teams that have assembled talent together in a short period of time struggle early on, whether it's Miami, whether it's the Lakers and other teams. They'll be fine, I think, at, you know, as time goes on. Zubin. I don't know if the defense will change drastically, but I think they'll be okay. 
And the Lakers are fine. They ended their two-game skid with a weekend Saturday night win over the Celtics on ABC. Here's LeBron. Ask this after the game. AD talked a little bit about uh, sort of just not wanting to lose three in a row and then having a little extra energy from that. We don't want to lose one in a row. You know, and then we take, our, we take pride in losing two in a row. And uh, we did that. And, uh, and in Philly and Detroit. Uh, we knew we was coming to a hostile environment um, in a hostile building, understanding you know how good this team is and we had to play. Uh, some really good basketball in order to win. And uh, he was able to, to, to win one possession more than they were tonight. And, and the Monday morning roundup brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Uh, Jay, you wanted to mention somebody on the Celtics there, though. Yeah, it's, you know, we are obviously the Celtics are playing a good game. But, you know, if J- Jason Tatum is the soul of this team, if Marcus Smart is the heart of this team, then Jalen Brown is a skeleton. I mean, he, he's keeping the whole body intact he's having career highs in about five statistical categories including points per game he will be an all-star I think both him and Jason Tatum will be but his game has gone to the next level not only is he knocking down shots at a high clip but he also takes on the responsibility of guarding the opposing team's best player he's a guy that actually deserves a lot more credit a lot more praise throughout the course of this season 96 95 go ahead Zubin all right Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance Progressive's home court explorer changing the way you buy home insurance now you can go online, get a custom quote, and save both time and money. Learn more at Progressive.com. Back to the callers this morning. We're asking which quarterback domino will fall next after the Goff-Stafford deal over the weekend. Jonathan in Columbus, Georgia. What do you got? Hey, what's up, fellas? I'm not sure what domino will fall next, but I'm very interested in seeing how the Patriots handle this situation from a philosophical standpoint. Over the last two decades, they've been drafted and developed in value. They don't go out and spend a lot of money in free agency on anybody, whether it's quarterback, DB, defensive lineman, and they're always known for letting people go a year or two early so they don't have to spend that money. Even going 79 this year with Cam Newton, they didn't pay him hardly anything. So the value was there in that respect. So does this situation now without Tom Brady, after COVID, and all these free agent quarterbacks, are the Patriots still that team to try and draft or develop a quarterback, or do they change their philosophy and go get somebody and pay them more than they've paid anybody else in the last 20 years? I'm thinking that they're going to draft somebody and develop them, and I don't even think they'll draft them in the first round. I just the Patriots, not even the Patriots, just Bill Belichick. If you if you just think about the history of Bill Belichick and the people that he's been he's been around, whether it's when he was with the Giants, Cleveland Browns, New York Jets, uh, New England Patriots, and I know over time it's been forever. It's been a long time. But they don't. They just don't really draft quarterbacks. I think they drafted under Parcells. They drafted Drew Bledsoe with the number one overall pick in New England, and that was somewhat of a changing of the guard franchise moment for the New England Patriots at the time. But that's just not something that they do. They just don't. They. Be, I think they just believe in their philosophy of of how they coach guys up and get guys prepared to play in the NFL. Tom Brady was a six round pick. We've heard that seventeen million times. They developed him and got him to be one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. That was a development process. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Jacoby Brissett, all of those guys were drafted and developed and turned out to be whatever it is that they were. Matt Castle. I mean, that's just not, it's just not something I see them doing. Scott, North Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. Hey, guys, um, I I think with all that's being done right now and teams having to give up a ton of stuff to get these guys that are in the trade market, I think people are forgetting that Jameis Winston's sitting there 
very talented, led the league in passing yards. The same year, he led the world in interceptions, but he was in the no-risk-it-no-biscuit offense. Even Brady throws picks in that offense. Um, someone like the Colts, all you got to do is pay him. You don't have to go trade your next few years out to get him. Um, so I, I, I think people need to remember Jameis Winston's out there for the taking hell. He took one year, $1 million last year, right, and, and was under Sean Payton. So curious about your thoughts on that. Um, You know, Jameis is – I think Sean sees him a lot in practice and stuff like that. So the last thing you remember as, as an outsider is Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions. And so now it looks like everything was on Jameis, the fact that Tampa is in the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady only threw, I think, 12 interceptions. So he cut it somewhat in half. And so when you look at that, the best place for him is to be right there in New Orleans and, you know, stay there, fight it out, be the guy on the team that's ready and poised to make another run, a strong run at winning the division and potentially getting to the Super Bowl in L.A. next year. And we'll take your calls throughout the course of the morning on that. So keep them coming. Which QB domino will fall next now that Goff and Stafford have been swapped for each other? On the way, Kirk Cousins. Being a fourth-round pick and kind of working your way up in the league, you look around and you realize there's more mountains to climb. You know, you want to win another playoff game. You want to get to the Super Bowl someday. You want to win a world championship. So you just keep chasing the next mountain. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Kyrie Irving inbound it for the left corner. Irving bounce pass under the basket. Bank in and out by Luau Camaro. The rebound. Bradley Beal. The Wizards win. Crazy game. Crazy game last night in the NBA. Federal News Radio on the call. Wizards scored eight points in the final eight. Point one seconds to win if you're a Nets fan. You're up five with 12 ticks to go and lost. The Major League Baseball Players Association wants to sort of extend out the season. They're not quite ready to go 
just yet. Their proposal would push back spring training to late March. That's when the regular season would generally begin. The beginning of the season to late April, so basically we're a month behind schedule. They want to play a 154-game regular season, which is what it was up until about 1961 when it was pushed to 162. And they should mention here that even if they do play 154, as the players have asked, the players are going to want their 162-game salary. So essentially play almost a full season but get a full season's worth of cash. Today is the first day of Black History Month. And every single day on our Sports Center update, we'll be taking a trip down memory lane for some of the great moments performed by African Americans in sports. This one actually happened yesterday, but it's Super Bowl related. It's Super Bowl week, and this was a classic. Doug Williams becoming the first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl. He was amazing in Super Bowl 22, which they won over the Broncos 42 10. Williams also played at Grambling, a historic black college and university. Redskins won three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks, including Doug Williams. Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. Find quality candidates fast with Indeed. Instant match. Indeed searches through millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. Claim a $75 credit on your first post at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. And it's a pleasure to have Kirk Cousins join us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Kirk, uh, you spent three years in the division with Matthew Stafford. You're staying. He's on the move. Just QB to QB for our listeners. What can you kind of tell us about the kind of competitor that he is and your thoughts on the trade? Well, he's got special arm talent. Uh, he's done it for a long time. I think anytime you can have sustained uh, excellence in this league, it says a lot about you as a player because there's a lot of guys who have a, a good year here, a good year there, but Matthew's done it for over a decade. And um, he's got a lot of good football ahead of him. And uh, there's a reason that the Rams gave up so many draft picks to go get him. It's Super Bowl week, Kurt. How excited are you to watch these two stud quarterbacks go up against each other? And I'm talking about, obviously, Patrick Mahomes and the GOAT, Tom Brady. I think it'll be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Two really good teams, deserving teams. Um, You know, I've been watching Chiefs film all year. Uh, when we were playing the Buccaneers, the Chiefs had just played them. So we were watching a lot of Chiefs tape. And it was unbelievable to see the creativity that they were having on offense, the explosiveness, you know, the throws that Patrick makes, the the routes that Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and the whole crew runs. I mean, it's it's a, a top-notch offense of all time. And then, um, you know, when you think about the Buccaneers and all the big-name players they have, Bruce Arians is so aggressive on offense. You know, it should make for a fun game. And uh, when we played the Bucs, I just remember that pass rush being so good. And I watched it again in the NFC Championship game, the way they got after the Packers. So um, it'll be it'll be fun fun game to watch, as it always is. Terrific Tom is 43 years old, and he's playing in his 10th Super Bowl. How amazed are you at what he's been able to do, for such, like you said, for such a long time? I mean, it's it's kind of ridiculous when you think about uh, 10 Super Bowl appearances, uh, be 43 years old and, and uh, doing what he's doing, you know, to go win at Green Bay in, uh, in late January. Um, there's nobody who's ever really come close to doing it the way he has. Again, going back to that sustained excellence, uh, I mean, he's the, the pinnacle of that. So he set the bar high for the rest of us to follow, that's for sure. But, um, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, the rest of us coming behind him can uh, – you know, get to the Super Bowl at some point. You know, if he keeps staying around in the NFC, it's going to be tough. <laughs> Kirk, what's up, man? It's Jay Williams. How you doing, brother? Good to see you, Jay. You too, man. Hey, tell, tell me what makes 
what makes Patrick Mahomes so different? I know I see it, but for somebody in a position that you're in, where where is his ceiling as it relates to the quarterback position? I mean, I've asked that same question myself of, you know, what is he doing? Because I'm, as a quarterback, I'm trying to learn from great players. I'm trying to, you know, steal things from their game. And so I'm going to ask that all the time. What are they doing that I'm not doing where I can get better? And, you know, I think he's got arm strength, but he also has arm uh, talent when it comes to his accuracy, when it comes to the arm angles he can throw with, uh, his mind. He's just very creative, uh, what he can do off schedule and, you know, what he sees in an off-schedule play, he can see the spacing of defenses and his own team where ill-advised throws laid across the middle, for him, you know, are a good decision. And he has a good feel for when it's going to be a turnover, but when it's going to be a big play and knowing when to pull the ball back and run, but then when to let it go. And that's hard to teach. It's hard to drill. Uh, but he clearly has it and, and has it in spades. And especially in a year where, you know, couldn't really, no preseason, all these other things happening. What was this year like for you? Obviously, you know, key pick you guys to win the division, but ultimately, you know, how did this year feel with all the unknowns coming into it? Well, we got used to it as time went on. It was certainly uh, unique early on, especially during training camp when we were trying to figure out what these protocols looked like and how to how to stay with them. But, um, you know, as the season went on, it became very routine to, to go and get tested before you went into the building every day and to have your mask on as often as possible. And I was so happy that we finished the season having played all 16 regular season games because there was concern that that may not happen going back to the summer. And, um, you know, to be able to play the games and uh, nobody in our organization had any long-term negative health impact. So that was also a positive. And now it's about you know, looking forward to 2021 and how quickly can we get back to a more normal football setting. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Kurt, let me ask you this, man. You live in Minnesota and it snows out there and it's kind of crazy and wild. <laughs> and so this morning I had my real true test of trying to de-ice my truck before I came over to the studio. Can you give me some tips? Because a lot of people think I was doing it wrong. I mean, I, I thought I was doing it right. I'm a California dude and I, first of all, I'd have on gloves, which was a mistake. And then the snow was kind of high. And, but I think I did it right. You let me know. Well, seeing that video there, first of all, the fact that your windshield wipers are up, that's a positive. That means you were planning ahead. Um, definitely want to have a scraper so you can clear that snow. Definitely want gloves, so that was a mistake. And then uh, can we get the remote start? I mean, it's 2021. <laughs> if we can get the key with the remote start, you can get that started. 10, 15 minutes before you even go out there. And if we can get that remote start going, you might be all right. I don't know what that bottle is there. I don't think you need that, brother. But uh, uh, other than that, you know, I think there's a lot to improve on. Let's say that. All right. Well, that was good to know. (laughs) And, Kirk, before you leave today, I know you're here to promote a special cause. Tell us about this. Yeah, really the reason I'm on is, you know, it's Super Bowl week. And every year the host city for Super Bowl week uh, is – it's known for being a place where a lot of – human trafficking and modern day uh, slavery can take place where um, uh, they've even been alerting uh, Uber drivers in, in the city, Tampa, the whole Super Bowl city, to be aware of any suspicious activity that would happen while they're driving people around. And so uh, this is an issue, this human trafficking issue that does occur domestically, although it's also very prevalent worldwide. And uh, it's, a, it's an issue that succeeds in darkness. And so I'm here today to kind of help bring it to the light. And I've been partnering with International Justice Mission, IJM, as it's often referred to, based out of Washington, D.C., 
they're doing a work worldwide to uh, to end not only human trafficking but modern day slavery. And uh, we're using the Super Bowl week as a as a platform to bring light to this issue and create awareness, and hopefully, in doing so, to be able to uh, save lives and improve lives and um, uh, make make for a better world for us going forward. So that's really why I'm on here today, and just wanted to bring light to iJam and the work they're doing, especially around Super Bowl week. Indeed, it is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and on the first day of this month, Kirk making us aware of something certainly many people should be paying attention to. Really appreciate your perspective. Kirk, enjoy the offseason. We'll see you soon. All thanks, right, Kirk. Kirk. All right, thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Keyshawn, good luck. Oh, hi. <laughs> good oh, stuff. Oh, the DIC. Yeah, I mean, the remote starter thing makes sense. I mean. Man, I look, man, I just, <laughs> the truck is a new truck. I don't. It's a 2021 truck, remote start. It doesn't have it. That particular brand model does not have remote start. And if it does, I need to look and see because it probably does. And I just never pushed it. Here's what I would say. He ain't going nowhere. So we need to just stop trying to pick less needs brain. Key, in this particular case, there's always a way out. I'm going to remember this, Adam. I'm going to remember this. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Take us inside that. When did that happen? Uh, Wednesday, last Wednesday on, on uh, I'm going to say get up, but on um, NFL Live. So we were talking about, you know, the Stafford news, the trade, what could happen, this, that, and the other, uh, when it came across in, in Adam clearly had some inside information. It's about damn time, right? I mean, <laughs> he he, uh, he was just saying anything, which is right, anything can happen. It's just hard to understand how you move a guy that just took you to a Super Bowl two years ago and three straight, not three straight playoff appearances, but three playoff appearances, a Super Bowl appearance, 130-something million dollars, 100-something million guarantee. Like, you're done with him when you were – in love with him two years ago. Now you're just done with him. It's just hard to see that And the way that we are. And I say, we, I mean, people that are covering this is acting as if the Rams just got the second coming of Joe Montana. Like it, it's, it's like they got rid of the worst quarterback in the history of the NFL and got the second coming of Joe Montana. That's the way they're positioning it. And, and I'm sitting there saying to myself, is it really that significant of an upgrade? I understand that Matthew Stafford, we like him. He's a nice guy. He's cool. We root for him. We want to see him win. I get all of that. But is he that much better than Jared Goff? Is he going to win you the Super Bowl? Or will you be back in the same position 
that you were. Win the division, go to the divisional playoff round, lose. Key, you're the football guy. Do you, is Matthew Stafford right now better than Jared Goff? You know, it, it's hard for me to say because I haven't seen him in an environment that Jared Goff has been in his through, since Sean McVay has gotten there. I haven't seen – I haven't necessarily but, seen Matthew Stafford in that type of environment with a good defense and a solid this and a solid that with a good offensive coordinator. But, but I've seen him with Jim Caldwell, and I've seen him with good coaches that have coached him in Detroit, and they just – it's but, always an excuse. That, but, under, but understanding a team is only as good as the weapons that you have, right? It's seeing the yardage that he's been able to throw for each year feels like in his career in Detroit, having no weapons, essentially, having an O-line that's been decimated. Man, they've, uh, always, not, had, they've always had good skill position players. They've always, whether it was Kelvin Johnson. Well, that's, uh, it, how long ago was Kelvin Johnson? No, no, I'm just saying whether it was a Kelvin Johnson or some of the guys that they have there now. I mean, they've always had, to a degree, some good skill position players. I'm not going to sit up and say that he the, that he never threw to anybody except Kelvin Johnson. That would I mean, be but, wrong to do. But the lack of a running game hurts that, right? So uh, all I'm saying is when you and, and Dan Orlovsky came on our show and gave us all the stats as he refers to that. All I'm saying is if you if you were to take Matthew Stafford, seeing how he had a lack of a lot of things in Detroit, and now add him to this equation where he has a top tier defense. They have optionalities with all the skill position players they have. Couldn't you say that's a slight upgrade from what they had with Jared Goff? And you actually, it, I feel like it, from a leadership perspective, Matthew Stafford seems like a guy that I would like to follow more so than Mary Jared Goff. But but Jay, even though it's an upgrade. Is it worth it, though, to give up everything to acquire him? Is, it, is the upgrade so significant that you had to do it? Or is it just a tick of an upgrade? You know, uh, Mike Tannenbaum was on with us earlier this morning, and he said he doesn't really – he's like me. It's kind of like I get it. I understand what you're doing or trying to do. But anything short of winning the Super Bowl is a complete disaster. I mean, but what would the expectation be for next year with Jared Goff? I mean, if your goal is to win the Super Bowl, I like that expectation. I want our expectations to be anything short of winning a Super Bowl is a disaster. Like, that, that should be the kind of pressure no, we should put an organization on, like but that. But it's based on what you gave up to acquire him. You gave up a lot to acquire I, a guy with 12 years of work. 12 years of work he has put in in Detroit. So I, I when hear you. you look at that, it's like I gave up a lot in the future to – get a two-year window, maybe a two-year window that the Rams have because some of those other players are going to get older. Aaron Donald isn't getting any younger. Aaron Donald got hurt in the playoffs and well, wasn't that- able to perform at a high level. If you think about it, one or two players, if all of a sudden something happens to one or two of those big guns, now what? Now I, where you're I agree at. that they have a lack of depth, but all I'm saying is, you know, it's interesting about future first round picks. We act like just because you have a first round pick that that pick is always going to equate out to be a star, right? No, like that's not always the case. Like that's a, like how many number one picks or top 10 picks turn out to be stars in this league? But like, you don't it, even, you may package that one and move down in the draft. I'll give you my one for your two and two threes. You know, you, you, you can build your team much like Detroit has done by acquiring those picks. They now have assets that they can move things around. Instead of taking those first-round picks and using them, they can shop that first-round pick, pick up a couple twos, a three, a five, 
you know, they can move things around. Now they're getting more value for those picks. That is what the important part about acquiring those picks do for an organization. It's not just first-round guys. First-round guys is whatever sometimes. I mean, you can go down a long list of first-round picks that couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. I mean, that literally. And so when you look at it, it's about the value. What's the value? Is it is it is the value there that you gave up two ones and a two, I mean, and a three, and Jared Goff, so essentially you gave up three ones to get Matthew Stafford and a third-round pick. And it may they may go on and win the Super Bowl. They may go ahead and do it. But there's other teams like the San Francisco 49ers that are going to try to address their quarterback issues. There's the 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 uh the the Seattle Seahawks who's trying to figure out their situation. New Orleans has got to figure out theirs. So these other teams are going to figure out their situation. Green Bay ain't going nowhere. They're going to try to get stronger and get back to the same position that they were in. Arizona's trying to continue to get better. So when you start to look at the NFC as a whole, you know, Chicago, Minnesota had a down year. So you gave up that with the hopes of pushing further in the playoffs, and hopefully you will. But if you don't, for whatever reason, that won't look good. Just won't look good, Zubin. We'll have to wait to see. Adam Schefter had to take a phone call. He won't be able to join us here. Hopefully we'll catch up with him maybe a little bit later on this morning. But he did say, Key, that those trades are coming. Maybe he's on the line talking to somebody about a developing trade. It's going to be fascinating offseason here. What, what do you think, though? What do you think about what the Detroit Rams move? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, I think the Rams general manager, Les Snead, obviously is getting all the attention. But I think on the other side... Uh, Brad Holmes, who is now the Lions general manager, he was the Rams director of college scouting. There's been a lot of stories this weekend that he was the guy that pounded the fist on the table that said to Les Snead, you need to draft Jared Goff. So I think if you're Goff and you're going to a situation and you're traded to a team where the guy in the building that was the most supportive of you, Mm -hmm. even though he's not making the call, the GM's making the call, he essentially pounded the table and said, we need to get Jared Goff. The idea that that's where Goff is headed probably is a good sign for Jared Goff. He could have been dealt anywhere, right? I mean, there was at least eight teams offering, all at least offering a first-round pick. But he goes to a place where he knows the ultimate guy in charge, the ultimate guy in charge, is the guy that wanted him and coveted him more than anybody else. On the way, more QB Domino Talk and your calls. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.